Welcome to the second episode of our For the Record podcast, where we take one album that we've been listening to lately and get engaged in an in-depth discussion about it. This week, we're talking about Ought, which is the self-titled album from um, first band, first album from this band on Constellation Records, which is a Montreal-based label. And um, it's some people have called it an EP. I'm just going to call it an album. But yeah, it's... I, I think calling it an EP is ridiculous. Eight songs is more than enough for an album, and these are not short songs. So yeah, I definitely. And if I'm going to have a first comment, it's that I'm kind of surprised to look over the album and see like, oh god, these songs are like five, six minutes long. They mostly don't outstay their welcome. I think uh, they don't feel any longer or shorter than they should be. But yeah, it's it's not an EP. So anyone who's saying that is silly. Okay, so they did have one self-produced EP that um, they released before this before they signed signed a constellation, and I didn't find out about that until I had been listening to the album for a little while. And what's interesting is that the first song on the album is called "Pleasant Heart," and I felt so. I'll talk in a minute about what I think the overarching themes of the album are, and I think it hangs together thematically really well. But I felt like "Pleasant Heart" was a little bit of an outlier, and it starts off the album, but it doesn't. I feel like it doesn't necessarily go with the other seven songs. And so I found, you know, then I found this EP that they had self-produced and and Pleasant Heart is on there and it's a very different, slower version of the song. But so it made a little bit more sense structurally why, why, why they started out the album now having production capabilities that they didn't have before and wanted to do another version of the song kind of from their past. And then from there they move on to what is like a kind of a different sort of theme fair fair enough i think yeah lyrically perhaps but i think sonically it's a wonderful introduction to the album so uh let's listen to a little of that now Coming in on, on this as the first song, I, for me, it just really set the tone of how I uh, responded to the album, at least initially. And that is just total nostalgia. Like, it, it's this very 90s sound. I feel like I'm in college, and this is uh, <laughs> a record on the new Amphrac at the radio station. And uh, I play it, and I don't know that I would have appreciated it at the time, but this is just a sound that was... I, you know, and I can't quite put my finger on it being any one band. And I think that's a strength that it manages to kind of look backwards sonically without being so incredibly referential. But yeah, I, it re- it felt this warm embrace of kind of noise, and but still produced enough with lyrics that are high enough in the mix to actually understand what he's saying. And I think it also sets the tone of one aspect of the album that I think got a little samey, which is introducing the song with kind of a slow percussion based instrumentation that picks up speed and then goes faster and faster and then kind of becomes unhinged. And um, I, I, I like that. I like that sonically, but I think that they do it a little too often on the songs. Whereas no, I, if anything, I think I think there are songs where that happens and we'll certainly talk about that and play some of that. But I feel like this song kind of maintains a very even pace. Like I think Mm -hmm. it kind of, 
it picks up a little bit, but I feel like it's, you know, it's, it comes in right at the beginning, kind of clank, clank, you know, and I think it's, you know, I think there's maybe some faster textures that are added, but I think it kind of maintains a very, I don't know, it, it seemed very consistent to me. And as just, again, that blast of nostalgia is out of control. Well, maybe, um, maybe I'm thinking more of the next song, which comes after, which I think is definitely the best song on the album, um, Today More Than Any Other Day, which is where they get the title from. And I think, feel like it really captures the theme of the album, which I, I think is best exemplified this story that I keep coming back to in my mind, which is a friend of mine who has dealt with anxiety in his life, as have I, and him going into Walgreens to buy shampoo and going into the shampoo aisle. And, you know, there are a hundred different kinds of shampoo and the choices were so overwhelming that he just kind of stood there and looked at them for a while and then just walked out of the store without buying anything. And I feel like that is the the overarching theme of this album is the overwhelming anxiety of everyday life. And when I read a little bit about the band and their history, it's these kids who met in college. And this is kind of like a reflection of their experience of coming out of college and like figuring out what to do with their lives. And I feel like there's a duality on this album of on the one hand being very enthusiastic about life and embracing everything that it has to offer. And then at that same time being terrified by it and just overwhelmed. Well, yeah, I th- I, that's uh Yeah. I think we're getting the the entire story, but let's maybe hear a little of the song, and I'll I'll certainly have some things to say after we hear that. Uh, and this is so. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what I was talking about with the slow intro, and then we're just gonna skip to another part of the song. That right there, um, where it cuts off, actually, is what I'm kind of talking about as the lyrics go. Today, more than any other day, I am excited to go grocery shopping. And today, more than any other day, I am prepared to make a decision. I am ready to make a decision between 2% and whole milk. And I just find that incredibly charming. Yeah, no, the, the, the lyrics on this are so strong. Definitely almost, yeah, the nostalgia here. This is pretty much the only place where I really get a specific referent vibe around the nostalgia is when he's first coming in and like, grab grab your reading materials and get a magazine grab a newspaper and that just like got huge king missile flashbacks for me <laughs> just that that 
both the the vocal style and the delivery, that sort of urgency of like, I'm being goofy, but there's such an urgency to it. And it's uh, funny that you mentioned the vocal style because what this really recalled for me was, I don't know if I'm the only person who remembers this band, but Life Without Buildings, they had one album in like the early 2000s and they were kind of a cult favorite, but her vocal stylings really reminded me a lot of what's going on here. Yeah, so I, but yeah, definitely this having a sense of humor about the the mundane and you know the, a sense of humor about trying to make the mundane heroic after a fashion d- definitely felt good um and i think sort of does establish that conflict of like am i trying to fa- trying to face the world and the challenges of doing so and I was just going to say also that it, 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 he kind of devolves, after we cut it off, he devolves into this today, together, today, together. And that ties into, if you look at the album art, it's it's actually just a found photo that they found in the garbage, but it's a circle of people and they all have their hands in the middle. And I feel like this sign, song also exemplifies one of the themes of the album, which is like, we're all in this together. And isn't that terrifying? Like, we're all the blind leading the blind. And um, I feel like that, that was kind of the theme expressed in this song yeah it's interesting your comment about community because definitely i think sonically this took me back to sort of the mid 90s but definitely it was very evocative i think in terms of the feel of yeah trying to find communities time i spent in the late 90s early 2000s uh, around some folks who were you know young folks trying to figure it out and uh definitely not necessarily succeeding and a certain amount of kind of desperation around that and I think a lot of creativity, but yeah, that try, like trying to find that connection in a, in a world which isn't there to facilitate that and you having to figure it out yourself and how hard that is. And that's I really, I think, runs through the album a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that, so we kind of, the, the sequencing of the album goes from, you know, that kind of building up that energy and then it kind of takes a down beat and it slows down and I have I feel like this bogs down the album a little bit but um but I think it it works well as a whole just for the because you can't keep that level of energy up the whole time and and so we get down into excuse me forgiveness and around again which really slow it down and um around again is seems like uh, well we'll we'll play a little bit of it here That you can't stand in the sun, but you could stick your head into a bucket of water and breathe in deep. We'll reach the intermission. So, yeah, that. I, there's so much going on there. And I, I think that this is sort of, I think you talked about songs, you know, speeding up or really changing from one song to another. And I really felt like there's only two songs on the album that do that, but they do it in a really big way today, more than any other day, starting as this down tempo and then speeding up into this really kind of desperate, Mm -hmm. but engaging. And then this one, you know, having this 
go slow, you know, this, this raucous and chill, and then suddenly turning into this just really alienated um, kind of sound and just really have we, have we reached the intermission? That's just completely, I don't know what's going on, very plaintive and, and a weird place for the album to go at this point. Yeah, at the point where we faded out there, you know, there's just kind of a, the vocals are just kind of like, have, we have, have, have we reached the intermission? Have we lost the rhythm? Are we halfway there yet? And and it's just kind of like this wandering off into the end of the song. Yeah, and uh, and, I, and I think that even the way that sort of... I think of that as something like, oh, the intermission, so this is the halfway point. And it's not, no, we're actually right by the right near the end of the album, but he, does, he doesn't know. Like, he's like, hey, are we... Where are we on our journey? Have we just started? Are we in the middle? Are we at the end? We don't even know. And yeah, that entire feeling of disorientation and alienation uh, you know I, I think it's definitely the discordant sound balanced with these actually really kind of almost sweet and i think yeah just that uh and i think he's saying go slow maybe he's saying ghost love but i think he's saying go yeah, slow we couldn't quite work that out yeah i think he's saying go slow that makes a lot more sense lyrically in the sort of theme mm-hmm. of the album but that to me is just so kind of a sweetness a uh, really harmonically together and that sort of balance between these just really noisy discordant sections and and then these sort of moments of sweetness and calm and again that's also the album is yeah trying to find the balance between those and so in between that balance there are um tracks three and four on the album are kind of a little bit more in the middle and actually one of these the weather song is the first single i believe that they released and so they, you know, that's an indication that they think this is the most accessible sort of poppy song. I actually thought it was one of the least interesting, but but it it has its charms, and we'll play a little bit of it here. Sure. definitely get why that's the the single because it's i think it's a more accessible take on sort of the same messages of the you know the album's title track that same notion of trying to like how do i deal with the outside world Uh, but definitely i think a popular more accessible version i think uh it also though coming right after you know talking about around again i think that they have a nice kind of counterpoint whereas uh, one of them has, uh, I think, around again is sort of these very relieving, mellow uh, verses, and then the chorus is really loud, dissonant, jangly sound. And then this one is more that you have really kind of out of control kind of verses, and then the chorus is this moment of relief. And of course, I think it's kind of funny that I say that because the 
the chorus sounds like, you know, maybe 70s punk rock or the Velvet Underground or something. But by comparison to what's happening in the verses, I, I think it is that sense of relief and that sense of balance, I think, throughout the album. But I think those two, this and around again, have that nice kind of point, counterpoint of where is the tension, where is the release in the song. And so that sort of through the four, six, or sorry, that's five tracks. There is that, you know, ten, no, six, sorry, tension and release going back and forth in the duality. And then you have the energy of the weather song, which we just played. And then it goes into forgiveness, which is a much more down tempo, slow track and around again, which is a little bit dissonant, which we played earlier. And then you come out towards the end of the album with the penultimate song, which is called Clarity with an exclamation point. And you kind of get the impression that he's coming to, or at least the vocalist is coming to some sort of conclusion. And I've come out, I've gone through this and I've come out with this new um, understanding, but it's also not entirely clear what that is. And the repeated line that comes in at the end is, you know, did you get what you wanted or are you ravaged? And I don't even really know what that's supposed to mean. But anyway, we'll play it. Yeah, we'll play it here. that song definitely i like i think what really made an impression on me i think is coming out of that uh, have we reached the intermission section on around again and it's that sense of uncertainty and this comes in it's a very strong song strong title exclamation point also a lot of different sounds that there's you know things we don't really hear anywhere else on the album there's this you know kind of harmonic guitar playing there's these kind of wind atmospheric sync synths that uh, you know we don't hear elsewhere on the album, and it's it's that sense of like, hey, we're we're going to try new things. We've reached some sense of like we're asking these questions. Here's some answers. Here we're trying new stuff. But the, the first time I came through the album, I thought, hey, that's the, kind of the midpoint of the album. Have we reached the intermission? Okay, now this is what we're going to do in the second half. Nope, pretty much it's the end of the album after that. But uh, it is nice to hear just these different sounds and really ambiguous lyrical content aside. That this sort of strong, hey, let's get experimental as well as being strong. But then looking back at the album, that's not the last track. We do have one more track that I think harkens back to the first track. You felt maybe that it didn't fit on the album, but I think sonically it provides a nice bookend that everything works together. You have sweetness, darkness, you know, caution and uh, exuberance for life. Caution, just ter- I'm terrified. I'm hiding in my house. I'm going to get out there and face it. I'm going to find clarity. What's going on? Uh, the album co- covers a lot of bases and yet it works, I think, as a key, cohesive whole. And I think the last track does do a good job of bringing it all together. And it's titled Gemini, which, of course, is the, is the astrological sign of duality. And it brings together those themes. And one of the key lyrics that I made a note of was, I retain the right to be disgusted by life. I retain the right to be in love with everything in sight. And I think that's sort of the mission statement of this album. So we're going to go out with that. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah, thanks. I retain the right to be disgusted by life. I retain the right-